Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the Gold Sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club. Hello and welcome to episode number 171 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're doing well at the weekend. Bournemouth drew two all in West London in a solid performance against Marco Silva's Fulham. However, Gary O'Neill's men, they're probably going to be ruining the manner of the goals we conceded, one of which was a penalty, which some fans are not convinced about, to say the least. Later in the show, myself and Tom, we're going to be at the pair at Parley and we're going to be analysing exactly what went on and in a moment we'll also hear from fans directly as they came out of Craven Cottage Mr Tiggs is the man on the mic for that now wherever you watch the game make sure you watch any TV games at Green King Pub. Of course, this one wasn't on TV, but at the weekend there were some really good Premier League clashes and there are loads of Green Kings up and down the country and they're regarded as the home of pub sport. And they're all an ideal place to have a drink and some food before the game. Now, if you download their season ticket sports app, it's free to download and the benefits include 10% off a range of drinks one hour before, during and after any matches. You've also got your booking functionality to secure your table before you arrive, plus... On the app, there are loads of games with instant prizes too. But, but, we've got something special for you. So when you do sign up, use the code BOTN in the promotional code section and it unlocks some extra beautiful offers and some discounts throughout the season. Plus, we'll also give you, wait for it, a free pint or a free drink, free glass of wine, whatever you may fancy, a free pint 
the first time you download and use it. How on earth is it free? All you need to do is just head to your app store, search season ticket to download. Unbelievable. A free drink on us. Just remember the code BOTN. If you can't make it to the game, visit a Green King Sports pub. They're the home of pub sport. It's where the fans go. And the fans were also at Craven Cottage. Here's their post-match reactions. Right, here we are, Craven Cottage then. It's a 2-2, two, two, two all uh, for Bournemouth and Fulham. And I'm here with Billy Day. You right, Billy? How you doing, uh, mate? How you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you all doing? Yeah, almost home turf for you, isn't it? London fixture. Literally just on the other side of London. But, um, you know, a decent point. I said before the game, 3-0, but a point would have been happening. The way we played, you might as well just put out tonight my uh, interview from last season. Yeah. A brilliant performance and we just lost it. Yeah. You know, I thought the way we played in that second half, we just sat back and we just didn't look like scoring. You know, we're really disappointed in the end, but um, I think what we've got to look on is how, how brilliant we were. Defensively, we were fantastic. Attacking-wise, Solanke Salt, which was fantastic. I thought our midfield of Lerma, Lewis Cook was all right. Tavernier, improvements are there. And, um, you know, the game completely changed when Jordan Zamora came on. Yeah. A uh, bit frustrating isn't it? to be sort of like in the lead twice to then let it slip. But I think we all, most most ball fans have taken a, a point before that, wouldn't we? Hundred percent. Um, yeah. No. We look on to Wednesday. We've got the Scummers coming up, and um, my personal favourite, West Ham United, because West Ham, we are coming for you. We look deadly tonight, and we will come for you. Come for you Monday night. Watch out, United. Thanks, Billy. Cheers, mate. See you later. How you, Pete? How you doing, mate? Hello there. All right. How are we yeah, doing? Good to see you, buddy. Nice see you. How are you? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. What do you think of the game today? Uh, oh, the cherry sub. <laughs> Thank you. The, the defence was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Fulham's uh, means of attack was putting balls into the box. Yeah. Never going to do it. What with uh, uh, Mepham and Sinisi, they was just had everything covered so they was never going to score from I mean the way they was going to score was from a penalty it's the only way they was going to get a goal but we just sat back and we didn't let them come on to us a little bit too much I think but but Mepham he's this season he's uh, really turned himself around the the errors from his game they've disappeared now and he's and he's turned he's turned around when Kelly's fit, who does he leave out? Sanishi or Metham? Yeah. <laughs> difficult, difficult decision for him to make, really. It's, who, a, you know? it's a great decision for him to have to make, though, rather, you know, yeah. to be able to do that. And uh, my two fellas come on, didn't they? Bluetooth. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, had, they had a good understanding, which shows, why doesn't he start? Yeah, <laughs> why doesn't he start? Why doesn't he start? A lot of people are wondering that. Because they are, as I say, me and Bill call them Bluetooth. Because yeah. they seem to have this sort of like Bluetooth, yeah. Bluetooth connection, and yeah. uh, that's something you can't you can't buy. No, you can't buy that. But uh, yeah, Mepham's man of the match shaded it. He's going to score. I was saying to the bloke next to me, he's going to score sometime this season going yeah. up, and he nearly did. He had a little flick on, didn't he? he that did, uh, yeah. went into the side net. Oh, Lerma, yeah, I'd have. I must tell you, I had a free bet on Ladbrokes 50p, and I thought, "Wish I'll put it on." He called it. <laughs> he, he called, Bill called it. He said, "Put it on Lerma to score." So I got four quid for that. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, then, Pete. All the best. Good right, to see you, buddy. All the best. See you, buddy. Cheers, mate. All right, mate. Cheers. Hello, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Thanks, you good? You? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. 
I don't think I don't think I disagree. I don't think Mepham shaded it. I think Mepham Mepham was man of the match. Okay, lovely. Mepham was man of the match by a mile. It's the best I've seen him playing in a Bournemouth shirt. Like he was that resolute at the back, heading out that last second half. I've never seen Bournemouth defend like that. Like I'm used to us being free flowing, attacking, yep. you know. And usually we would concede, but that second half, Mepham did it for me. We gave ourselves a lot of work to do in that respect, Should've didn't won, we? Should have won. Should have won. Nah. Again, I haven't seen it back yet, but I reckon a penalty again. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm happy with I'll, it. I'll take a point, but how good do we look? How we good, good do we look? We look good. Even a, even every time we conceded. Bournemouth a, a year ago would have fucking bottled that. We would have nah, bottled yeah, that. Exactly, we would have that. bottled that. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. A point at Craven Cottage. A point gain, not two points lost. I agree with that. Sorry, Tex, you were going to say. No, no, no. I think I, I, I completely lost my train of thought. But uh, what the gentleman said there, his sentiment, I think, is probably echoed in that before the game, certainly, we would have taken, we'd be very happy with a draw. Yeah. Um, bit, bit hurtful that we go, you know, go up. We, you know, we're in the lead, and then we're behind. No. And we're in the, well, you know, not behind, never, but it's, it's a little bit. But, like, but that's the, that's the bump. Like, I'm quite happy. We got the crowd going. We were positive. We were all coming into this one-one, two-two. We would have taken that. We would have taken a draw. And the fact this is a Bournemouth, the Bournemouth of old, we would have lost that 3-2. And, you know, we were all in the crowd, we were all hanging on, second half. But Mepham, man of the match, I think, shout out for Philip Billing. I don't know if it was a 4-4-2, but Billing was pressing from the front. Yeah. He was chasing it down. Ryan Christie was doing amazing. But as, as a team, our press in that second half, like, I don't know, I've no, I haven't seen that from a Bournemouth. We were all so, so united, and I don't know, I'm just really happy with the point away from here. Yes, it's kind of disheartening, 1-0 up, 2-1 up, but I will, I, we came into this taking a point, and I'm going to take a point now. So. And, what, and what kind of, uh, how many points do you want midweek then when we play them up the road? When we play them up the road, again, as long as Gary O'Neill stays undefeated, I'll, I'll take a draw at home, maybe scrape a win. I'm more optimistic about West Ham away, Monday night, you know, we can, I feel like we can give them some, Brilliant. you know, get the cherries, travelling up, get the trains up, Bournemouth night, I feel like that's it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of cherries fans like me, London, we're living here. Yeah, yeah. In departments! Oh, but I'll let this guy come up at Tiggs. Thank right. you so much. No, thanks for coming I'm on, back buddy. in the net, it's going from strength to strength, so come on. We'll see you next time. the cherries! Brilliant, thank you. You alright, Ben? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Good, excellent. That was hard work, though. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't easy going by any means, was it? And it was mm. it was sort of nail-biting at times, did you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that second half, I, I don't really know what we, what we were playing at. Like, I don't I don't see why we we went in with like a completely different game plan to what we did first half. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I predicted 2-1 before, but 2-2 I'm, I'm happy with, seeing as how we played second half and just everything that happened. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit... I, I don't think we should be concerned, because obviously we're still unbeaten, but, yeah, it's... I'm I'm happy with the with the result, but I'm not that happy with the performance. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying because there is a sort of element to it that makes it feel like we came for a draw. Yeah. Uh, which you know, which maybe we did, but was there a game to be had? Was there something else that we could have got there? Was there something in the dying moments? I think when we saw Kiefer Moore coming on, we all got a little bit excited, didn't we? Yeah. And we had a corner at the same time, and maybe something could have happened to that. But you can sort of understand where Gary O'Neill's coming from. You know, he's been given this job. Is his job just to steady the ship at the moment? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, but then, so, I, I, don't, I just, I'm, I'm just a bit confused, to be honest. Like just with the whole game plan today, um, and I, I know that if we do that against maybe better sides that score more goals, 
um, maybe like the top six sides, then we will get punished. Yeah. Because second half, we were 2-1 up. And I know that at the end of the first half, we, we, we looked to go for it even more when we went 2-1 up. And then second half, we were, just, we were, completely, we were a completely different side. But yeah, Gary O'Neill, he, he, he's, do, he's doing a really good job at the moment. Um, and, you know, we're, we're unbeaten in six. And seeing as we were tipped to be 20th at the start of the season, you know, we're, we're doing great. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, yeah, Ben. Thank you. Safe trip home. Hey, gentlemen, do you want to come on? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hello. Hey, all right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I quite enjoyed the game. It was an exciting yeah. game, especially the first half. Until, the, until the last 20 minutes. And then things started to fall apart. But we, I think we, uh, we did enough to, you know, get that, to those, uh, those, that one point. Starting to fall apart is an interesting way to put it, definitely. Do we bring that on upon ourselves? I mean, we did sit quite deep, didn't we? We sat deep. I think first half we controlled it, we had it, it's all in our hands, but second half, I know what happened. Not sh- I need to watch the penalty on replay, yeah. because I'm not really sure about it, but yeah, I think we take the point and it's a good point. Yeah, absolutely, especially after the end bit. But the first half, amazing, euphoria. Euphoria. Utter yeah, euphoria. Yeah, it was, it was some, some really exciting moments, in there, especially that, that really fast start. Yeah. When we squint one up, did you think, OK, this is going to be our day today? Yeah. yeah, reminiscent of uh, last year's Fulham game, third, second half. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, we didn't pull off quite the same yeah. routine, but yeah, very much so. Okay, so we, I've been talking to a few people about Gary O'Neill. Now, today we were in the lead twice and we've ended up with a draw. Yeah. Are you happy with the draw? Are you happy with Gary O'Neill? I'm happy with Gary O'Neill. You know, it's a point, it's a point closer to survival at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very happy with him. He's, despite... We could have got three points, but at the end of the day, he's got us a point. I'm beaten still on our 200th Premier League game. Yeah, I'm really happy with him. Yep, so far. Keep O'Neill for now. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, if I get a man of match from you all, who, what do you think? Man of the match? Really good, I'd say. Cause that was my first game that was good. Oh, was that your first game? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Well done. It was very good. And um, obviously, we were in a few minutes of the game and then we got a score. We got a score, yeah. which was very good. So that was really good. But yeah, I'm happy with the score. I think we did very well. Uh, Bournemouth did very well. Brilliant. So yeah, happy with the score. Thank you. And then a man of match from YouTube, if that's okay? Got to be Dom Solanke. He works his socks off, doesn't he? He's brilliant. 20 million down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Dom Solanke scores again. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thanks for coming on. Much much appreciate. Hello, mate. Now, we do not lose when Josh is in attendance. This is what we have learned. So uh, you're going to have to come to every single game ever now till the end of time. How does that make you feel? I can come to all the away days, but I can't come to all the... um, I can come to all the home games, but not the away days. No, why is that? Do I need to talk to your agent? I need to talk to him. I need to talk to him. I'll have a word with him after. What do you think of the game today? To be honest, first half brilliant, second half sloppy as. Sloppy as, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit uh, lackadaisical, but then I think that was the plan, was it, to kind of sit back and, and soak up pressure? Honestly, I don't really like when we soak up pressure like that. It's not, it's not the Bournemouth way, is it, really? It's not, it's not the way that we've sort of got used to, to watching us play. Maybe a little bit under Parker, but certainly before that it definitely wasn't. OK, so uh, Gary O'Neill set out today. Did it, did it feel like today that he was looking for a draw to you? Or did you think he was going for the win? I think he was going for a draw. Mm. I think he was at, oh, I, don't, I honestly just want to point out of these, these people. And then, and then he just got a point. 
Brilliant. And uh, what next? What game can we see you at next, Josh? What game are you going to be at next? I don't know what's next. Well, the next away day is Leeds. We'll be oh, yeah, Leeds, Leeds, oh, Leeds. going to go Leeds? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so if you are a betting man, get, get your bets on. We're not going to lose. We're not going to lose at least. Thanks, Josh. Much appreciated. How's your little friend? And all that? <laughs> My friend's good. We're competitive good. at this level, save every week. Yeah, we you are competitive. Every week. We are. Yeah. Um, first half was great, very enjoyable. Yeah. I was very happy at half time. Could have been 3 1, apart from great saves by Leno. A double great save. Double great save. So, but then the second half, they made their changes and we didn't. And yeah. it was kind of like, looks like we're just going to soak it up. But I can't say we didn't go for more in the first half when mm. we got ahead yeah. so there's some people saying oh we sat back and we took the point and whatever but we didn't in the first half could have been 3-1 quite yeah. easily very entertaining they could have had more goals they deserve probably to win on balance in the second half but, you know take a point move on I suppose you've got to accept the fact you are playing against you know Premier League opposition high quality opposition you know things aren't always going to go the way you no. want them to and, and they had uh, better depth off the bench Definitely, the kind yeah. of players that they can bring on a different class no disrespect to ours no. but more experience at this level so they just basically owned the pitch yeah. and we didn't again have enough on the counter even though Anthony came on etc etc but you know man of the match Adam Smith lovely uh, do you know what That's so. I'm so glad you said that so I was talking about that with Tom on the way down He's been pretty. Cons- he's been very yeah. consistent actually every game, and he never yeah. gets that little nod, does he, to say how well he's performing? So I'm he, really glad he, you brought that up. He just did everything that he needed to do. Um, I think too many crosses came in. Yeah. Not stopping the cross. You play a team like that, stop the bloody cross coming. Yeah. In. So there was too many there. But you know, onwards. I would have liked to have been in sixth, but still in the mix. Still in the mix. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. Safe trip back. Hey, gentlemen, how are you doing? You all right? Oh, not too bad after that. Good, good. So, uh, where should we start? Let's start with the first half. We'll take that. That early goal. Yeah. What about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an ideal start. Yeah. I can't lie. When you go 1 0 up away from home, it's a shame to throw it away twice. But yeah. Yeah. given the second half, I'll take it. Yeah. Because I thought they were on top. I think if we played longer, I, th- I think we're always on the back foot. But yeah. a point away at Fulham, you can't really complain. No, no, you can't. You can't really complain at all. And there were some good performances from the players. You know, certainly in defence. Yeah. Uh, so, who, who stuck out for you today? Who do you think? You know, they, they played, you know, played their socks off for us. Um, other than the stupid penalty, I thought Lerma was very good. Yeah. Solanke always works hard. So, probably one of them. Well, Sanessi's getting better every week. So, yeah. one of them really. Have any of you seen the penalty incident back? I've seen a few people with their phones out during the game. Did anyone see it? Uh, so we were down in the, in the concourse. Oh, were you? Yeah, okay. I missed it. I can't lie. Um, I think it's probably a pen. You grab him, but the ball is miles away from it. Right. But I think if it's us, I think we call for it. Yeah. But do I think we get it if it's us? I don't know. But is it a penalty? Probably, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the referee today? Do you know was he was he good today? Back, I think we should have had a penalty in the first half. I can't remember. It was either Tavernier or Fredericks. Uh, yeah. It should have been penned. But um, I didn't see. I did see the full penalty. I don't think it's a penalty. But there was one man who stood out for me today, and that was. Uh, <laughs> The best every week. What a season he's having. Yeah, it's, it's definitely his best season for us, isn't it? And he, and he goes off to Wales relatively soon for the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Wish, at, him, the best. Wish him the best. How are you going to feel about that when England play Wales? Don't really care to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. Thank you, gentlemen, for going on. Really appreciate it. All the best.
Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm all right. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I'm good. Would I like this? Is Sam? He doesn't talk a lot. Hi, Sam. Hi, mate. You're right. Up the cherries. So yeah, we got that was a good good result in the end. We got the point, and uh, first half was really good. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh great, I'm going to see an away win finally. Yeah. But second second half, I thought we were a little flat, um, but in the end, Fulham a good team. You take the point, and you beat Southampton on Wednesday. That's the one that really matters, right? It, is, it definitely it definitely matters. It's the derby that's not a derby. We'll see. Uh, Dave, I really want to get your insight, really, you know, from, from across the pond uh, where you live. So uh, we got this new owner coming in. Yep. Uh, what are your feelings about that? I mean, you know, he's, he's going to be great. I think yeah. He's not the Glazers. He's got a really good philosophy in life and in terms of uh, running businesses. He's a winner. Um, and he will invest money, um, but he will also demand high standards. Right. Okay. And so I think that's the thing you're going to see. But uh, I think he'll be really good for the club. I think uh, Max has been great, but he's he's going to take us to the next level. Okay. Europe, here we come, right? Europe, here we come. Thanks. Good to see you. All the best. See you. See you all, all the best. Week. Hey, Rob. How you doing, mate? You all right? It's been a long time. It's been 22 years, I think. 22 years since I last spoke to you properly, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Used, to, we used to go to school together. We did indeed. We did indeed. Uh, and, and you were a handy footballer yourself, actually. I was, but I'll, I'll keep it as that. <laughs> Harry Arter. Yeah. Harry Arter type player. Yeah, he was. He was a, a tough tackler. Uh, speaking of tough tackles, there were a few that went in today. How do you reckon the referee got on today? He was all right, actually. I, yeah. I, I, I think overall, 50 50. Yeah. Overall, I think we were better first half. They were the better half. Or they were the better side second half. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it quiet because I did have Slanky to score first and two-two. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it no more. I'm literally going to keep it no more. He's off to get a yacht in Sandbank somewhere and uh, live his life yeah. out there. That's fantastic. I'll keep it quiet. Yeah, it could be quite indeed. Uh, who stood up for you today, mate? Who did you thought was, uh, was a good player? Well, uh, for us, I yeah. would say Sinesi. Yeah. Sinesi, Metham, uh and then Cook. I think Cook grew into it um, as, as the game progressed. But I think overall, yeah, Sinesi and uh, Metham. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Good to have you on. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you brilliant. Right, so on. See Thank you again soon. Great, guys. Great Thank you, buddy. Hey, mate, you all right? Yes, mate. Yeah, very well, yeah. 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 Um, we were saying at half time, weren't we, Sam? That, uh, I think the game was there for the taking at 2 1. Mm. And then we, at 1 0, we, we sat back, 2 1, we're back in it. And then uh, that save the keeper makes up just before half time to make it 3 1, it ends up being pivotal, doesn't it, really? Because at 3 1, I think the game's there. There was more goals for us. But yeah. what, what I want to say is their changes at half time made all the difference. So credit to them, credit to their manager. And credit to bringing Tom Kearney on um, and bringing on William because I thought that really um, shored it up for them in the midfield. And they, they started to dictate the game then, second half. Yeah. And we just couldn't get into our rhythm. The, the penalty decision went against us. I'm being told it was a penalty. And then, and then at 2-2, we're, um, we're in a situation where we're 2-1 up and not cruising, but looking for a third and thinking there's more in, there's more in the game for us. And we're, we're hanging on, yeah. um, and then we, we, we struggled, didn't we? We couldn't get, we couldn't string passes together. The cohesion went, um, and we had to make changes ourselves. Which I understand why Gary O'Neill did that. He tried to introduce some pace into proceedings, didn't he? Bringing Jaden Anthony on, and um, he, he, you know, obviously brought Kiefer Moore on laterally. 
um, and we had a few sniffs. But overall, I think it was, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, we're, we're very evenly matched, aren't we, as squads, yeah, I think, and as teams. So you have to accept that and you have to look at it and think, we're away from home. It's the Premier League. It's a decent point overall. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a bit disappointed that we didn't press home our advantage probably in the in the first half like we should have done really, Tiggs, and um, and and maybe grab that third goal while we had the opportunity when we were sort of uh, we had the game by the scruff of the neck and we, we could have really taken control of it because second half we've let them back in it a little bit and in the end it feels like we're you know it's a point gained and we're hanging on. But you know, it's it, it, take the positives. It's another point. We're unbeaten still. What's that? Six unbeaten now. Um, so you can't really knock it, can you? No. Um, I think Gary O'Neill is that we'll learn from it. The management team that are in place at the moment will learn from this. And there's probably things that we could have done better. There always, there always will be. But um, we move on to what's a huge game now, Wednesday night. It's a massive, massive game. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Half time just came a little bit too soon, didn't it? And uh, it did. It did. Yeah. The, the changes Gary O'Neill made, you can see why he tried to make them. But we've got to accept the fact that I mean, we were up against very good teams, and everything's going to be tricky. But both teams would accept that as a good result, I think. Yeah, I think so. They'll, they'll probably be a little bit disappointed being the home team setting their second half performance that they haven't nicked it really, and, yeah. and they'll maybe be a little end up being a bit more disappointed than we are. But um, we'll take it. It's just important that we keep on picking up these points against the teams that are going to be in and around us. Fulham are one, Southampton are another on on uh, on Wednesday night, and even West Ham next Monday. If we can keep on ticking over, picking up these points, then you know we'll, we'll settle for that, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine. Brilliant. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks, lads. Always Thanks. a pleasure. What a pleasure, mate. Cheers. See you soon. Another way, mate. <laughs> you all right? You all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, got, right. I've got a little mate with me, yeah. You all right? Yeah, good. Take good. it? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, before the game, I definitely would have taken it. When we were um, when we went up against them and then again, I, you yes. know, I felt a bit gutted. But at the end of the day, I think they'd take it as well, wouldn't they? Because they they've been down, you know, twice against us. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think when you, when you draw a game like that and you've led twice, it's a little bit hard to say you take the draw. But yeah. I think... I think first half, I think we earned the right to edge it going into half-time. But second half, they're the better team. I thought their subs, I thought Williams good when he come on. Yeah. And they, they were the better team. I think we've played another 10 minutes. They were the more likely to score. And yeah, for some reason, I felt after we scored the first and then coming into the second half, we just sat off them too much, too deep. We're too deep. We didn't, we didn't give ourselves enough in transitions to get forward and catch them on a the break. So yeah, I think we were hanging on a little bit without, without them causing Neto too many problems. I felt they, we were hanging on a little bit. So, yeah, 100% take the point. I said before the game, take a point, get into Wednesday. But, yeah, it's hard when you've led twice. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's a decent point. Any, any away game in the Premier League is a good point. So, Forest lost, by the way. So, um, it's not all about silence. If you've got a good group in there, which I think we've got, that are grafting, working really hard. Again, I thought Tavernier and Solanke ran themselves into the ground, had to get yeah. subbed to Christie as well. So, yeah, really pleased with them. It's a shame we couldn't get the three, but it's a good point, mate. It's a good point. It's a good point and a good thing to see as well uh, some players, um, some new faces, I say new faces, they're not really that new, turning up on our bench. Yes, uh, Rothwell and Stanislas feels new, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably, I, I, I understand when they didn't come on, it probably want the game for it. Yeah. I think if you're, you know, kind of behind, you maybe just, just throw calls to the wind or if the game's in the bag, but it was too tight, I think, to bring on two players that are not fully fit. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was interesting today. I think he, he kept with Smithy on the left, and I thought he was superb again. We were saying before the game on the way here, how Smithy goes a little bit under the radar, a bit unsung. I thought he was absolutely magnificent again. Arguably man of the match for me, I thought he was brilliant. Um, Jeff was superb, apart from that silly moment he had for the penalty. Um, but yeah, I, I said it's exactly the same as Forrest away. Corner, penalty. Yeah. We're not conceded from open play, really. I mean, we're, the the Leicester one's a scrappy goal, and then we're conceded from set pieces. That's that's not a bad thing, you know. We're 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 quite comfortable. We're quite safe. Neto's having not too much to do, so 
take the point, mate. Move on to Wednesday, we'll be fine. Still, I'm still dreaming of Europe a little bit. <laughs> you heard it here first. Do you want to say your man of the match? We got. Um, Tavernier. Tavernier. He's a good at player. We're going to get knocked over by um, something big and big and wheely. Sorry, thank you. Tavernier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Did you enjoy the game today? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be at the Southampton game. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. And are we going to win the Southampton game? Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Good on you. One more. Mr. Toby, how are you? Six, how are you doing? Yeah, good, look. Fashion twins. Oh, so I know, mate. You probably put it off better than me. Better hair. Better I'm, I'm not going to pull it off now. That, that costs extra. Harrison <laughs> <laughs> um, Reed. This is where he's been, second half. Hey! Uh, fantastic. What is that? Uh, that goes on the pitch. That's for heaters, isn't it? That's for, for, for heaters? It, it goes on the pitch <laughs> to help. <laughs> it, it grows the turf <laughs> to enable them to play better football with William and Tom Kearney and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Cool, you've got, to, you've got to move quick with that thing. Right, sticking about moving quick, <laughs> we got to move quick soon, so let's let's get some thoughts from you, sir. Uh, what do you think of the game today? I had a taken point at the start. Yeah. Great um, impact from the start. We did it last season in the second half. This time we decided to have a quick start in the first half. Yes. And great goal, thought Tavernier, Billing, Solanke, all getting involved in that and was good. Um, disappointing, goal to concede from a corner near post. No, couldn't keep it out. Got back in the lead, which I thought was good. Again, Dom Solanke getting involved, finding mm. space. And Lerma putting a goal away. He does that every now and again, the old Jeff. Um, I'm hearing the pen is a pen. Yeah, I heard that too. I, um, there was somebody in the, near me with like an iPhone out and mm. showing the... It, yeah. Although I'm hearing that Fredericks could have <coughs> a pen. Pull yeah, back. and that looked like a pen. For, I mean, I'm going to say that, aren't I? But that did look like a pen. And I, I was a bit worried, actually. He was going to get a second booking for a second dive like you know this happened to him before didn't it yeah because he did similar last week i think he came yeah, from that and that wasn't a pen but the way he sort of reacted makes you think actually there's something in this one and i think it might have been a pen but 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 not for us not when we're wearing a bournemouth badge it doesn't happen does it no we don't, we'll find out tonight because we're, we're going to be first match on the day wow. surely we've got to be haven't we? i mean that was a unless great, the tottenham empty games a cracker. great game of football by the way yeah, i mean the was. first half i mean we talked about brentford bournemouth not being a great advert for premier league football but that was a cracking game of football in the first half we yeah. just be neutral about it for two seconds um loved it yeah i loved it too i loved it too um Lots of players playing really, really well at the moment. I've had a lot of shout-outs for uh, Mepham, Sanasi, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Tavernier, and Adam Smith, actually. A few people recognising how well he's playing at the moment. What do you think? Who, who, who's, who's kind of sticking out for you at the moment this yeah, season? Yeah, I mean, a lot of man matches are going to those type of players. I, yeah. I was surprised to see him stick with the same formation today because mm. I thought he might have played John Samora to, to line him up against Dan James with a pace. But Smudge has got experience, although yeah. you might worry about his pace. Um, we conceded two goals, though. If you're talking about a man a match, I'd probably give it to Dom for a, for a goal and assist. Nice. Um, on the base that we scored, we conceded two goals, but we defended very well. You know, what's interesting for me, there's a lot of debate on Twitter, as we know, or social media about whether Gary O'Neill should get this job he's doing a fantastic job six mm-hmm. unbeaten you're seeing you are seeing potentially what Gary O'Neill is a man is a, of a manager though when we get to those finely balanced moments yeah you know 20 minutes left 2-2 two, two, and we drop very very deep we, yep. we didn't do much against Brentford when it was nil nil and that's what we would potentially have to just work with with Gary O'Neill it is what it is unless he would change in time when he gets more experience but 
the ball's rolling for him and it's good it's great he's doing a fantastic job but these turn into 3-2 losses when yeah. you drop very very deep and you don't make substitutions until the last couple of minutes and you know that that's the only thing I'd sort of point in his direction at the moment is I don't see those proactive changes when the game's finally balanced anyone can make changes when you're 2-0 down at Forest the game's gone yeah. but it's when those games are 1-1 0-0 2-2 what are you going to do to try and maybe get the winner or just get us up the pitch I mean yeah. I've mentioned before about getting Sariki on the pitch just to get him high up there put the ball up in yeah. the corner and then let him just sprint onto it um, or get Kiefer Moore on which he done but he leaves it very late yeah. he, he plays the long game you get away with it some weeks you won't get away with it every week and it is a game of experience and it, you know and you look at you know the person he's up against Mr Silver he's got a lot more experience yeah. than Gary O'Neill has so when you match those two up mm. you kind of expect well maybe the other manager would come out on top yeah. Ahmed Shubal uh, spoke to the BBC today I don't know if you saw it and he's, no. he's pretty much said you know I, he's really, very 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 doubtful that Gary O'Neill will even get a sniff that the club have got a short list of players and they're, or short list of managers rather and they're looking outside of, of you know local realms really uh, the guy at Brighton actually the guy who went to Brighton they were looking exactly. at him yeah that was that was on the list so he's been crossed off so that's one less I'd be very surprised if he gets this job yeah. the thing is it's not completely in our court the, the more he keeps keeping, keeping clean sheets the more he keeps picking up points with this lack of experience yeah. and he's doing a good job and he's getting these guys competing every week and we're seeing good football matches he is going to be touted for, you know, in the championship when managers lose their job. So it, 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 I don't I don't want to lose Gary O'Neill. No. I'd love to keep him at the club. I think he definitely has attributes that we can definitely store. Um, but uh, you know what happens. You give him the job, you give him a three-year deal, and then and then it changes. It happens all the time. But I don't want to lose him. It's a really difficult situation for Foley and the new board to make a decision of. But I'll stick with what I've said for three weeks now is you stay as we are. We're picking up points. Coops and Elphick, they're doing a great job. Elphick on the sidelines, working with that defence. Yeah, we, uh, we, we are as we are. Get to the World Cup and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, really interesting to hear what some supporters say there. Whilst a draw is probably a fair result, it does feel like another weekend where football took a back seat as we once again were forced to discuss the intricacies and ineptitude of VAR. But look, despite the perceived unfairness, Gary O'Neill is now unbeaten in six for the Cherries. Incredible for a side that cannot be, in quotation marks, competitive. As a result of this form, it now sees Bournemouth sitting in 10th position after match week 10. And with all eyes now on a tasty South Coast clash on Wednesday, Boscombe, well, they'll be looking to continue their form against a dishevelled Southampton. Of course, we're going to put a podcast out to reflect it. We're going to do a cheeky Thursday nighter. But for now, let's concentrate on the here and now. And this weekend, it was two all. So let's chat all things cherries versus cottages. So, Fulham, a winnable game, a team outside the top six. That means we don't lose. And Gary O'Neill never loses, mate. <laughs> Doesn't. I'm, I'm almost thinking, do we let him go to England for the World Cup just to bring it home? Um, yeah, no, great record at the moment. And I think, as you say there, mate, I think both teams are probably looking at it saying, winnable game, but let's make sure we both don't lose it. And that is what ended up happening. But, no, I enjoyed it. It was... Um, yeah, starting lineups were kind of. I think I went a little bit different and mixed it up, but we did decided not to. Went yeah. unchanged, didn't he? Which was was interesting. But yeah. I think ultimately it did work. Yeah, it did work. So yeah, there you can see on screen the team lineup, and notably mm. 
For the opposition, we sort of got a clue about 157 on the socials with Fulham tweeting a picture of the back of Mitrovic's shirt. That would have been a letdown for their fans if he wasn't playing, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, he was involved and a lot sort of pivots around Mitrovic. And I think, you know, as, as, as a Fulham player, having that player on the team sheet must give you a bit of a confidence boost. It would definitely give you a boost. It would have gave the fans a boost, but as you say, the players as well. And yeah, I did manage to get that one right. So I did feel like he'd probably play. I think I said in the preview, I think he'll he'll be okay to play. Um, probably the main surprise for them or for, or for me on them was that um, Diop come back in. Obviously, we'll come on to the fact that he ended up doing all right for him uh, by nodding one own. But um, apart from that, I think they were they were pretty happy with their lineup. And obviously, yeah, just delighted to have him in there because. I like you say, mate, it just must give all them players around him a boost to know they've got that four or they've got that main man. We must have been looking at Fulham licking our lips because they've got one clean sheet across 11 games in all competitions. So it was a chance to hit them early, just like we did last time with Dom Solanke scoring within moments. Same happened again, mate. Mm. I think it was 63, 64 seconds or so. Yeah, just over a minute, yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Talk me through the goal, mate, because I mean, I, I barely took my seat. Well, I didn't. Yeah. I stood at yeah. my seat, but barely really computed what was going on. But what a good start from us. Really good move, wasn't it? Dom picked what? it up and uh, Billing was getting beyond him. And what I like about Dom, I think they gave a decent analysis on, on Dom in particular on Match of the Day, actually. But, you know, he drives in, Billing makes a good little off-the-ball run, but then he, he follows the run straight away. It'd be easy for him to stay there. And, and Billing almost feels like Billing knows that Dom's gonna, mm. where Dom's going to be. And good pullback, really good connection, and, and Leather couldn't get near it. So, yeah, really good start of the game. Yeah, was, uh, you don't. We've kind of been starting games where we've kind of just made sure we've had our shape, and it was really nice to see us kind of go for the throat early on. Um, yeah, bit of limbs early doors, mate, which was nice to see. And it was a it was a really good moment, full of good touches as well, because yeah. the ball, you know, the ball was played into what Solanke's feet from Tavernier was it? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. his, his his first touch there was great, and then obviously he played. Phil Bill's run, brilliant. It really? looked like he was going to do an overlap, but then it turned into an underlap. And then he sort of chopped it back. And then another first touch again from Solanke. And it almost looked from where we were that it was an own goal. Yeah, you I couldn't know. really see the connection. Because he hit it so quickly. Yeah, but when you watch it back, it's a clear, just a really, really good connection and, from Dom. And that's what I like from Dom. You can tell that he's confident now because you know back in the day, he'd have missed that chance. Back a few, uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago. I think he's he better over... with them instinctive things as well, rather yeah. than when he's got to think about it. And that instinct of just reaction quick, get your foot out and... Uh, yeah, nice finish. Yeah, and I think it was Dan from the Fulhamish pod, if you on on the Fulhamish Twitter account, he's yeah. he's put his own dissection mm. of how poor he thought the Fulham defending was. And I mean they were at sixes and sevens a little bit, but the move was so incisive that I think you have to give us credit for that. Definitely have to give us credit. I think from a Fulham point of view I I understand that and appreciate that. And you mentioned the, that stat earlier that they're certainly I think they can certainly hurt teams and I think they'll you know, on a broader point, I think they'll probably have enough uh, to be fine in this division. Mm. But they need to sort themselves out a bit defensively because we've shown that we, we're quite a tough nut to crack and you, they managed to crack us a couple of times, albeit set pieces. But we could get at them on, on counter-attack and on transitions mm. um, because, yeah, they're, still, they're not quite right at the back, in my opinion. Um, but they have got a few injuries. I think they're really missing Tete at right back. So, yeah, and we, we caught them early, mate. So we deserve credit for sure. And we, and we continued to play well. Our, our mm. pressing was good, but Fulham were starting to get a foothold in the match the more time went on. But I've got to say, our fans were incredible, mm. really loud. It's one of those old school grounds where it's, it's easy to whip up an atmosphere, yeah. and we certainly did. Yeah. First 
time I've heard this Gary O'Neill chant. Uh, what's that to the hot stepper? Yeah. I think uh, they were in the hole in the wall at Waterloo beforehand and someone cleverly concocted that and then two hours later we were all singing it at Craven Cottage. And uh, yeah, it was it was very, very good. But that said, we, we conceded a corner and, you know, in the blink of an eye, in the quickest of quickest flashes, well, all. I'm thinking that corner. Am I right in thinking it was the uh, Mitrovic cut inside and kind of sold Senesi? It was yeah. probably the only moment in the game that I felt Senesi got caught. Mm. He, he, and so it was kind of in that sense, it was a silly corner to give away because if Senesi hadn't kind of you know misjudged it, we probably could have dealt with it a bit better. But yeah, in terms of the corner, it felt very reminiscent of the Forest one. Poor, poor marking. Is it? A, are we still doing that kind of half zone or half man mark? I'm not quite sure what we're doing, but. Diop, I know from his, his days at West Ham, he is quite good in the air, um, and he did connect with it really well. But it was a shame because you know we were doing okay in the game, and then when he could concede from a, a corner, just in a, in a simple header, it's a frustrating one. But um, yeah, it, it is what it is. It was a it was a decent header from Diop, and yeah, back back to all square. Which, to be fair, as you kind of alluded to there, they were they were starting to get a little bit more of a foothold in the game, weren't they? When the game is all square, or when we're behind, Bournemouth start to play, and it was all square, and then Bournemouth, yeah, we, we start to play better again, and then in, on 27 minutes, wow, that breakaway that saw Fredericks slipped into the box, I think it was a Christie pass, and mm. he, he appeared to me to be, <laughs> he appeared to be pulled back by Tim Ream, and he went down, Graham Scott said no penalty, VAR didn't see it as a clear and obvious error from the referee, therefore, <sighs> it carried on. Uh, Fredericks was incensed. Uh, he must be thinking that there's some kind of personal vendetta against him because mm, you he got know, booked for diving in the last. Yeah, game, exactly. And uh, it was just, yeah, it's a penalty. It's a, it's a penalty. You, get, you got pulled back. And why? Why aren't the media talking about this? Yeah, I don't know. Why is it only us that are talking about it? The Bournemouth-based media. Why aren't they? I think Neil Perrot uh, on Twitter yesterday said that there was a shirt pull in the penalty box, of course, between ACB and Fulham. No coverage. <laughs> Same offence in the Liverpool-Man City match, and it's gone global. Mm. Why, oh why? was in why? the middle of the pitch, by the way. Yeah. Um, weird one. I think what, to another point that kind of come off that makes you think, I totally, you know you always have this thing about kind of, whether it be diving or people making the most out of things. I'm not surprised because it feels like when you get a tug back, you have to like almost dive because otherwise you're not going to get anything. Um, and I just I don't get it. He's clearly pulled him back. Is it right? Okay, this is a real basic thing to say. Go on. Are penalties just free kicks, but inside the box? Yeah. You know, you know that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, that happens anywhere else on the pitch. Yeah, Ref gives a free kick. Yeah, Why is it that their mentality changes when it comes to penalties? Yeah, it does. It's a weird it one. changes. It's a weird one. It feels. This is nothing against Fulham, by the way, but it, it does. It no, does of feel. It's not. It feels like that was one of them that home team maybe gets it. Do you know what I mean? And then just in the general, it, it is a weird one. I don't really get why when VR have looked at it as well, how they've gone, that's not a clear pull. I, I don't yeah. really understand it, to be honest with you. Well, and obviously we'll come on to later decisions. It's the refereeing error they're looking at, rather than the incident itself. The, if um, he gives it, they don't overturn it, put it that way. Yeah. Do yeah. they? Um, it's it's going to be a penalty. I just, yeah, I just don't really see why, why would Frederick, he's going to get that ball. Mm. I don't know why he would go down if he hasn't been tugged. So, yeah, weird one, really frustrating. It was hard to see at the time, wasn't it? I think in the, in the moment, in the stands, obviously it's down the other end, kind of couldn't really see 
Eddie Feld wasn't really sure, and then obviously look at it back and it's a clear pull. So frustrating, but at the moment, it feels like we're probably due a few. Um, you know, I don't know what Fulham's record's been like, um, but from a Bournemouth perspective, I think O'Neill said since it's been a charge, I think it's been six or seven VR calls, they've mm. all gone up against us. We haven't had anything go our way this season, so we're probably due a few. Maybe. I think in life, sometimes, you know, in like, no matter what profession you're in or social situation you're in, you do the action that upsets the least people. And it feels that because okay. we're a small club, okay. it feels like it's easier to piss off 2,000 travelling fans than a home contingent of, like, say, 20,000. Same at Liverpool, like 55,000. Yeah. You know, it's it, it seems to be the case because they know that the reaction on social media will be will be huge if he was to give that. And yeah. then, you know, same at Liverpool as well and, yeah, and, and, like, and other places. And regardless of whether I think the... Cause we're not, don't need to get into that, but the, the Liverpool one that you mentioned, regardless of the fact that whether I think that's a... That's the right call or not? If that's at Man City, it's a different, it's a different decision. Mm. In my opinion, that, that's that's what I think, and I think regardless of this introduction of, of VAR and all this technology, it's still going down that same route. Mm. Of most of the time, the the bigger club or the club, the home team, they, they just seem to get more decisions. That's that's how it feels to me, anyway. Um, come on to the later later calls later in the game, but that one for me was the key one that I thought was wrong. But you know what? It's funny how you forget things so quickly and in the blink of an eye. We did forget it because Jeff Lerma was on the end of a, a great bit of Solanke play from the right-hand flank where he cut in and then teed Lerma up. You had so much space inside the penalty box. I mean, they're going to be... They're, Marco Silva's going to be like rerunning that tape plenty of times. He seemed to have so much space and he gently caressed it with his side foot to the corner of the net 2-1. Really good finish because, you know, that's, Jeff Lerma, as much as I love him, wouldn't be surprised if he blazes that. He's not a composed finisher. No, really good finish. But um, again, Dom Solanke, the work that he did on that right side. And then he's coming in and he still has the awareness to, to see Jeff on the edge of the box. So, yeah, really, really nice goal. It was a really good move. Um, yeah, and, and a really big moment in the game. Because, again, I think you kind of briefly mentioned it. But after our first goal, I think we sat off a bit. Mm. Once they equalised, we took a foothold in the game again and started causing problems. So it was a big moment to score. And um, yeah, yeah, chuff for Jeff. That's two for him now. I've noticed, mate, that we um, we seem to have this routine from a corner, or mm. if, if there's a free kick in and around the corner, we've done it time and time again now, where it's not whipped straight in, it's played back, yes. and then someone gets in a really good delivery, always to the far post. There's always people running yeah. around. This time, on 43 minutes, it was um, Jeff Lerma, I think, at the far yes. post, that had a header that the keeper saved, and at that point in time, I couldn't really see who it was, but I was thinking that's a goal. Surely, mm. whoever's whoever's got that rebound, whoever's going to be following that up, is going to be nodding it into the net. Not so. No. Unbelievable save. Uh, it was Adam Smith with a header in the end. Yeah, I think you come wow. down because it was, um, as you say, 43 minutes, so I was down um, underneath just getting some refreshments. But I think you come down and said, and I said, oh, I've seen it on the telly, and you weren't sure, and I said, oh, I was Smith, because obviously I managed to see it on the telly. I oh, remember, yeah, I thought it was Meppham. Yeah, I remember you saying you weren't sure it was. but In fact, that's one of our bloopers that... Uh, Oh, we, yeah. had to, we had to start re-recording oh, re again. Shall I, shall I play that? Go on the then, go on. because it's you. Half time, 2-1, Tom just saw a really good chance for Meps there, but... Uh, I think yeah, it was Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. I think by the way, if you're on the Telegram group, um, anyone who's a monthly member gets all the bloopers from back of the net sent to them uh, fairly regularly. And I've got to say, we, 
I make a lot of bloopers and you can see all clips like that um, become a monthly measure, uh, legend by just, um, that was nearly a blooper then, um, for a minimum of £3 a month to support the channel going forward. It's afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. You get a worrying amount of blooper content actually on there, don't you, really? Um, but no, as, as I say, going back to the point, mate, you come down and um, yeah, and obviously I set up Smith, but it was weird because I felt in, in one moment of play, I felt the Lerma header where, like you say, he gets out of the back stick. I thought Lena was poor in the fact that he just palmed it straight out. So you think he was made an error. And then the next instant, he makes a world Zero to save. hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was an unbelievable save. And I, I you know, I remember him. I know that Arsenal, if it weren't for the fact they got Ramsdale, they were always happy with Leno. And mm. I thought Leno was superb throughout the game, to be fair. But I feel for Smith, maybe he could go across, but it's in a blink of an eye. He just gets contact, which I get. And it, it's a very, very good save. But obviously, the way the game uh, turned out, that was a pivotal moment, wasn't it? But just before half-time, did you see that? In hindsight, mm. there was a penalty claim for handball where Solanke didn't see it. No one seemingly saw it, but the ball ran to Leno. But when you look at it from a couple of replays from different angles, that's handball. Yes. But not a penalty there, no? No, it's a weird one. I don't want to see them giving us penalties, really. He just kind of falls Not even on it. for us. I mean, yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's, uh, we, we have been talking about it with loads of people, but I don't think that's a penalty. But mm. then I go... But then I think of the penalties that have gone against us for handball, like Lloyd Kelly getting a ball fired at him from three yards on a volley, and it's a penalty. And then Lerma's one. You know, we've had a few handballs go against us. So I think, well, maybe it is then. I, I don't really know. But from a neutral standpoint and just thinking about whether I want them to be given us penalties, absolutely not. He just kind of falls on it. But at the time, because of the inconsistencies at the moment, and um, I was underneath, so I saw it on the screen. I thought, oh, this might be given. But it wasn't. I don't really know what's given and what's not these days. Mm. Mm, so half time came and went then, and then in the second half, mate, um, I I honestly thought and wanted us to push on and get that third. But as it was, we gave away a silly free kick. Really, it was Fredericks, I think, who silly kick out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't was it? Was that a Mitrovic on the left leg? Yeah, I think it I was. Yeah, Mitrovic. He's got a bit of a scream, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and then. And then, then, you know, there's, there's another debate that's, that's raging on social media now, and that's because of the penalty that was given after the free kick was whipped in. Uh, Lerma and Mitrovic in a bit of a bear hug with each other. Mitrovic goes down, falls back. Lerma goes with him. It looks pretty bad. We're going to give you the, the kind of Twitter vote shortly about was it a pen or wasn't a pen. But, yeah, the penalty was given... Just, we have to remember, is it a clear and obvious error? Yeah. And it wasn't a clear and obvious error, so that's why they stuck with it. So you can see why VAR stuck with it, because they're not lo- looking at the logistics of who's falling down and who's doing that. The referee made his decision, and it, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can see why they gave it, but if we're going to analyse the penalty decision and just isolate it on its own, what did you think, mate? Do you think, I oh, know it was Jefferson Lerma, <laughs> and you love him, and you send him love letters every day, but... Um, I think what's difficult, I know Gary O'Neill was very incensed about it. I, I actually think he probably should have been more incensed with the Fredericks one that we talked about rather than that. Well, Match of the Day refused, well, didn't even show that, or did they? Well, they, did, <laughs> they, well, they, did show the Fredericks one they, they didn't comment on it. Um, I think what's, what's hurt Jeff here, because I think, like you said, if the ref doesn't give it, it wouldn't be an overturn for a penalty. Mm. But because he didn't make clear an obvious error and he saw it, it was given. Um, I think what kills Jeff is that he's, his eyes aren't on the ball. His eyes but, are not on the ball. But do they, but you know, like as a defender, are you are you always supposed to just look at the ball then? No, or? but I'm just saying from a ref's point of view, he's looked over and he's seen Jeff is not looking at the ball mm-hmm. and they've both fallen to the floor. Um I, I understand what Gary Neal was saying in terms of the fall from Mitrovic. And don't get me wrong, I think there's a world where Mitrovic has been clever. Yeah. But and Jeff's been sucked in. Mm. 
and it's probably a penalty. I think I want it if, if it's the other way around. Yeah. I think it's very, very tight call. I think I'm trying to take out of my mind the fact that we didn't get one with Fredericks and just mm-hmm. look at it as an isolated incident, and I think it probably just is. But it's, it is a really, really close call. It's a really close call. I think they... It's, you they, see why it's given. Yeah, they, they're, both, they're both grappling with each other. Mitrovic is a bit clever. Jeff gets sucked in. Um, I think it's probably just the penalty. So, I mean, both of them were basically doing the same thing, but it's just, you know, the virtue of the fact that Mitrovic fell backwards. If it was Jeff falling backwards yeah. and Mitrovic on him, maybe it would be a free kick the other way, perhaps. And that's why Mitrovic is very wily. Yeah, I mean, and Jeff doesn't need to get involved. Jeff yeah. doesn't need to get involved in that. It's a silly decision from Jeff. And um, he's, he's given the referee a decision to make. He doesn't need to. Um, and I think at the end, the free kick comes in, his head straight out, I wouldn't have done anything. So, yeah, uh, difficult. I can see why it's given, put it that way. And look, we put a flash poll out on Twitter just for an hour or so. So there's only about 200 votes or so. But um, we asked, was it or wasn't it? And 45% said it was a penalty and 55% said it wasn't a penalty. So the fact, and this is AFC Bournemouth fans. So well. I think that says it all. So I think you've got mostly Bournemouth fans voting on that poll and, and it's, it's only just... Basically, you know, I mean, it's Brexit, isn't it? It's like, yes. it's about 50-50. So if it's like that on a Bournemouth-based one, I think you can, you can say it's a close call. But yeah, for me, I think, I personally think the decision, we should have had a penalty for Fredericks. But that one, I kind of get it. So, yeah. It was, it, I think the more of the frustration from Bournemouth fans is that we should have had one. I think if you look at an isolated incident, I think it probably just is. I think Jeff gets sucked in. So, some comments that came in after that. Adam saying, it's a pen. Neil Dawson on the vote said, Anita, seen them given, seen them not button. Yeah, yeah. fair play. Agree with that. Sam Summers says, Mitrovic does buy it a bit, but Lerma has his arms wrapped around him and not looking at the ball. That makes it a penalty for me. Kirk said, does anyone know... What anything is anymore since the suits have taken over. RC Morg says, can see both arguments, but I think it is. Yes, Mitro buys it and he has his arms around Jeff, but Jeff had his around Mitro too and is blocking him from the flight of the ball and isn't looking at the ball. While Mitro goes down easy and takes Jeff with him, I think it's still a pen. And look, there's, there's, there's a lot of debate raging, but the fact that we're debating it, like you say. Probably just is. Um, I think... I think generally the, the frustration amongst fans is the lack of consistency. I know for a fact that in the next few games, I'll be watching the games and there'll be people with arms around each other in the box and nothing will be seen. So it's frustration, but from a, from a Fulham point of view, I think that they'd want that. And I, I kind of get what it was given. You know what I uh, hate about this kind of new brand of football? I don't know when all this happened, but Jermaine Jenis and uh, some of his punditry did annoy me slightly the weekend. But the phrase that really annoys me, 21st century football, well within his rights. He's okay. well within his rights to go down. And that's one thing that just really annoys me. Mm. As someone who's maybe a little bit more old school, I hate that. I, know I absolutely know. hate that. But in this day and age where every Premier League match is so important for the futures of football clubs, you can see why players are wily like that. And Mitro, you know, he knows every trick in the book. And that and goes back to the Fredericks point, mate. You know, you've got to make a middle of it. Otherwise, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- th- he needs to probably, he's probably looking back at it and go, I need to make even more of a meal out of it because I still didn't get it. Even the BBC is saying that's savvy from Mitrovic, but for me, that's definitely not a penalty. That was on the live text uh. commentary. You've got pundits that are saying, completely the opposite as well. A lot well. of strikers are like that now. I always think Harry Kane's one of the best at it. Mm. You know, kind of buys them, but mm. he's going, but I did get, I was contacted, you know, yeah. so I've had to make a mid, and he's, he's very good at that. And Mitrovic, Mitrovic's done that as well. I certainly wouldn't have a go at Mitrovic for it, but no, I see no. point. One of the things I did like though, and we know that Jurgen Klopp is the king of this, and there are other managers that do the same, 
they will utilize their post-match interview to say how disappointed and say that there's an agenda and vendetta without saying those words because otherwise a fine will probably land on his doormat but he's using his platform to express his annoyance so that hopefully next time referees might think twice and you know Jurgen we've seen it all the time but Gary O'Neill did it on match of the day mm. which is the most watched uh, you know football program that weekend and he, so he's made a start mm. so hopefully if there's a 50-50 decision in future maybe maybe it will go our way but as a result that match went from nailed on to a nail biter because Fulham up their intensity and we we were camped in our half for most of the time the possession stats at the end of it I'll, I'll pop the stats on screen now but you can see that overall Fulham had possession of 69% it felt like most of that was probably in the second half because they had a lot at the ball, but we were defending incredibly resolutely. It was a yeah. it was a great training drill in many ways. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, that doesn't surprise me too much, and it doesn't concern me too much. We're away from home, and we're a team that can cause problems on the break, and we've been defending well. So I kind of expected them to have more of the ball. I think a key part of that from a Fulham perspective was uh, Tom Kearney's intro- introduction. Fort William later in the game done well as well, but I thought Kearney come on. I, th- I can't remember who it was for. It might be from Reed, but. When he came on the pitch, I thought he dictated things really well. I thought he was very, very good for them. Um, I know he's been there for a while and they're maybe not sure if he can step up to play on every week in, in the Premier League, but I thought he was exceptional. And I thought he really took the game by the scruff of the neck and started controlling things in the midfield for him. Um, so, yeah, that game of foothold. And, yeah, it was just one of them. I felt it would have been interesting if that penalty weren't given, how the game would have turned out and would they have been a bit more desperate and we'd have had more opportunities on the break. But I think, again, we've said this a lot, what, what's pleasing me is that teams are having a lot of the ball against us, but Neto isn't having an awful lot to do. I was about to say the same thing. Out of all of the chances in that second half, for either side, penalty aside, we so. probably had the best chance. That was Dom Solanke when yes. he was put through by Christie. Yeah, do you really remember good. that? You know, ball, I mean, great hold-up play. I think they picked up on this on Match of the Day, actually. Yeah, because he fell over and got back yeah, up and made and a run. Yeah, and he got back yeah. up. And he, you know, you know, lightning pace and then low shot. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what else he could have done. Maybe high into the net to trouble the keeper. I think it's a really good finish getting it that, because he's at an angle and, but Leno reads it and Leno makes a good save. Mm. And he, a save he should make but it's a good save but he's at a really hard angle there Dom. So. Apart from that, I mean, I'm, I remember Mitrovic having a chance late into the match that he pulled wide. But other than that, yeah, Neto didn't and you know what, Mepham, Senesi, the whole back four, and, you know, as a, as a team, in fact, we yes. defended really well. Our shape was so good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, we've done this in a lot of games recently where, yes, we're letting them have the ball a little bit and, and maybe it's sometimes that's frustrating to watch as a fan because it feels really nail-biting, as you say. But since Neto's come in, really, how many world-class saves he had to make? How many times has he been called upon? Probably at Newcastle, we had a few. Apart from that, he's done well, but he hasn't had loads to do. Yeah. And, that, and that's credit to the team in front of him and the way we're set up. But, um, yeah, it was probably a little bit frustrating from a ball point of view because we felt that... In the moments where, you know, the start of the game and when they equalised and we had a bit of a go, we looked like we could cause them problems. And Fulham fans and, and the stats speak for themselves that they're not the best defensively. Mm. But equally, you're away from home, you've got to take the point. I think it's one of them again. We've had a few of these where it's kind of, do we be really brave and potentially lose the game? And we decided to make sure that we come out with a minimum, minimum of a point and had a little bit of... Um, opportunities on the break and I'm, I'm fine with that I'm fine with that and it is a good point ultimately speaking of the break though I was I couldn't help but get a bit frustrated at Tavernier when he was when he was marauding through it was just like midway through the second mm. half or towards the later stages of the game uh, he was running through and he had options both right and left yeah. but he just he, 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 kept he just kept on going I think Steve H um, 
kind of use the vlog as a sounding board for a, you know, he, he was obviously frustrated by it. And sometimes it feels like just holds on to it too much. We, we found that in the last game where Leicester yeah. scored as a result of him holding on to the ball like a little bit too long. But yeah. I mean, look, it was a, it, it takes nothing away from a brilliant shift from him. And I think he's a great player. What an acquisition. He's been exceptional. Uh, these but little moments, just quality in the final third sometimes. I think that's, I think we've got two players in, in Tavernier and Christie who are um, exceptional in their off the ball stuff, work rate, do some really good bits, clearly good footballers. And sometimes that decision making, isn't it? And, and that's what you're going to have, a, a, you know, we're at the bottom of the pecking order in terms of uh, getting players in the Premier League and, and they're both they're both great for us but yeah I felt I felt Tavs I think he does it a few times he's exceptional and then it's just that decision making like he takes like a one touch too many sometimes you know where he could shift it or have a go or, or whatever but yeah that was a frustrating moment because as you say they were controlling the game so the chances on the break were few and far between and we needed to use their moments to be a little bit more savvy maybe but ultimately I think everyone put a really good shift and there wasn't anyone that I thought had a bad game and that's always a positive Final score, two all, and as a result, should we take a look at the league table? Oh, come on. Go man. on then. So after Sunday's games, this is where Bournemouth are at. Still a top ten side. That's also eight games unbeaten now in the league at Craven Cottage. And also there's a there's a nice little stat, mate. Since oh, yeah, since since our 9-0 loss to Liverpool. Yeah. Um Parker's there's last only game. Parker's last yeah, game. yeah, yeah. There, there's only one get one team in the Premier League yeah. that are unbeaten. Oh, hang on. Do you know? That? You know? I'm trying to think. Who would that be? Because it's going to be a big club, isn't it? It's going to be one of the big boys that's always spoken about in the media. Yeah. Um. I oh, know. Go on. It's Gary O'Neill's Invincibles, isn't it? Gary O'Neill's oh, Invincibles, mate. What a team! No, uh, delighted. And uh, yeah, every time we're ticking off these games with with little points here and there is is great. But um. I think we've earned it. I think I said this on previous videos. Again, it was another game where I felt right result. Yeah. I feel all the games since he's been here, the draws. I felt we've earned the draws, and when we've won the games, like at Forest and Leicester, I felt we earned the earned the win. So yeah, it's going as it is at the moment. But um, really impressive. I think we've given nearly everyone a mention so far, but I feel as though a particular tribute should be paid to Adam Smith. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. What performance? Yeah, I think he's he's getting better. He's one of them players that I just think is so unsung. I even saw it in the week, a few people saying, oh, what do we do when Kelly comes back? And then a few people are going, we just put him to left back and you leave Smith out. Uh, Smith is so crucial. And I think I've said this definitely in the past, but when Smith's fit, whoever the manager is, they bloody play him. Yeah. I remember when he came out last season when he had an injury and as soon as he was fit, Parker went straight back in. Um, Woodgate, when he came in, straight back in. Because he's so reliable, whether that be right back, centre back of a back three, left back, wing back. Wherever he is, he's, he's great for us. He did a great job on Madison in the previous game. He was good again. Yeah, I, I love Smithy and he's, he's becoming a bit of a leader at the moment as well, which we need. We've got um, some inexperience in there and I think Smithy's becoming one of them, them leaders. And I just really hope that he's seen as, as one of these kind of legends of the football club because he's been here for a long time now and he's very, very consistent. And I thought, again, but even it's not just us, not just the fan base, even like the football club. I felt afterwards, you kind of, they did a poll on the man of the match. And I think they put three up for it, which were all fair. Solanke got it, which I, I get. I probably agree with. But I think, just put Smith in there as a fourth option. He never even gets in an option sometimes. Yeah. And I just think he's so consistent. And it's almost credit to him that he doesn't get mentions because he's always just consistent. Yeah. He never has a bad game. So, yeah, really, really pleased for him. And I think, to be fair, after the game, you know, when the players come over and everyone, he was getting a lot of, a lot of love, yeah, which was. I'm really pleased about. Yeah. Love Smithy. Brilliant, yeah. So, two all... What a day it was in London. We enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. Tom, I've got to say, mm. really, really loving your attire today. Right. I like the hoodie. Yeah. I like the cap. 
But can I can I just say something? Go on. There's one person who wears a cap better than you. Ah, uh, you. He's not. Even, have you got Mark Jackson here or something? <laughs> Mark Jackson has got his opinions. Let's have a listen. Hi right, guys. Um, yeah, another good point in the weekend um, against a pretty good Fulham side. Um, shame we couldn't get the three points, and obviously decisions didn't go away. Um, but I won't talk about that. I want to talk about the recruitment in the summer. Um, a lot was said about it in the summer that we didn't sign enough players and that we were doomed for relegation, <clears throat> given the fact that we didn't strengthen our squad enough. But actually, when you look at who we signed and who's come in to the team, you look at Neto, who's been good since he's come in. Obviously, nothing against Travers, but Neto's done a done a good job. Senesi's really settling in now and he looks a really good player. He looks like the player that we thought he would be. Fredericks has come in and done a good job as well at, at, um, at full-back. Um, unfortunate not to get a penalty, obviously, at the weekend. Um, and then you've got um, Tavernier, who's been one of our best players of the season. So we may not have signed a lot of players, but the four that have been playing um, have settled into the team really well. They've improved the quality of the squad, in my opinion. And then we still got the likes of Rothwell to come in. Um, nice to see him on the bench at the weekend. It's true, true. I can't even cottage. And uh, it's another brilliant display by the Cherries. Uh, um, and when uh, when you when you can't win, uh, it's important not to lose. But could we win? Yes, yes, we could absolutely. Because um, uh, as I said, it was uh, uh, another very good performance. Uh, it's uh, now it's uh, we are we are unbeaten in six, uh, and Gary O'Neill is unbeaten in uh, in six, and uh, in second half five five minutes in penalty to Fulham, and uh, look I don't want to be uh, I I want to be honest, but uh, it, it's almost uh, um, it's almost Alexander Mitrovic who who. Who throws uh, Le Jefferson Lerma on, uh, uh, on on the ground? And uh, uh, we are playing well. We are not losing, I know, but uh, it could be even more points on the table uh, than we have now. Um, so let's hope to be more lucky on uh, on the penalty decision with the, with the referees. And uh, yeah, now um, uh, Wednesday night under the lights, South Coast derby against Southampton at home. So. Uh, let's make the atmosphere and uh, let's hope for the best again up the cherries. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the uh, in the January transfer window to see if uh, Foley wants to recruit any more. Um, but yeah, I think given the amount that was said about the lack of transfer activity, activity we made in the summer, um, yeah, really positive signs. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to raise that one really up the cherries. He not only wears a cap well, but he makes a good point there as well, doesn't he, mate? He's got a nice cap on, and he's got he's got a nice beard as well. Isn't he? He's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> he does make a good point. I think um, I think people forget how how, how much we done in January as well um, of last season. Obviously, because so many of them didn't stay because there were a lot of loans in there. Um, kind of Kiefer Moore one that was the main one but um, we were always going to do little and I think people forget how big the squad was we, we couldn't do loads yeah. so the squad's full um, but I agree I think that the, there hasn't been a dud signing because we haven't seen Joe Rothwell yet 
So that'll be, I'm really looking forward to seeing him get on the pitch. I think it was right from, even though he's back on the bench, I think it was right from Gaz not to chuck him in. Yeah. I think if it was one of them, if we were just having to go for it, he would have come on. Yeah. Or if the game was in the bag, we would have come on. But it was too tight to bring on a player that hasn't played any minutes. But yeah, I think we, we've spoke about Tavernier. He's been a really good addition. Sinesi's really growing into it. Neto's showed that. I think it's not so much about the goalkeeper, actually. I think it's more that leadership, that experience that's helped the back line after conceding nine. Um, I think he's been really great. And yeah, Fredericks has surprised me, actually. I thought... Um, I thought when we've got Stacey, we've got Smith. I thought, do we really need Frederick? Is he really? I think he's he's done a lot. I've I've been really really impressed with him, and it's allowed us to change shape and be flexible with Smithy out on the left, and Fredericks can give you that option of going to wing backs if you need to as well. So, yeah, no, I agree. With, I agree with what Mark's saying there. It's, there's been some real astute signings, I think, to add to what was already a really good group. Remember, when we got from the Championship, we, we had a bloody good squad. Yeah. I don't think we needed to go mad. So, yeah, um, we'll, be, we'll be really interested to see what Foley wants to do in January and where we're at at that point. But um, I agree, I've been really happy with all the additions. Yes, that was myself and Tom down at the pair if you want to watch that video. It's youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. Look, we usually put out a Monday pod. However, stay tuned Thursday because we're going to have all the reaction, as I said earlier, as we play our South Coast neighbours, our rivals, Southampton. There'll also be a match day vlog as well. It would be nice to get one over them. Look, this form is really good, but they desperately need the points and it feels like Ralph Hasenhutl is somewhat on the edge. Let's see what we can do. We'll enjoy catching up with that one. Thanks for listening. This has been Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the gold sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.